it's like reassuring that this high ranking just because he was a colonel i feel like i'm supposed to trust him and i it works right right magic <laughs> fucking magic magic touch it's like Jesus. well if a colonel said he's beyond reproach the colonel must be beyond reproach right it's like why would uh, we believe any of this but also right. i believe it so yeah. i don't know <laughs> anyway story in the news today you believe in ghosts and the paranormal or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know, planes that they're building? And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm 45. <laughs> that you are, sir. A happy I'm bladed birthday, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. Hopefully it went well for you. Well, you know. As as older birthdays sure. go. <laughs> mm, dude. Like we were talking in the chat. It's like, fuck, I quit doing birthday parties like six years ago. I, I don't care anymore. Like it, yeah, it's a I, number at this point. The last birthday party I had was when I was when I turned 40 and I don't think I'd had one before that since I was like 35 or 36 or something like that. Like I just was like, yep. eh, yeah, yeah. I'm and, only doing milestones from here on out. And then, <laughs> there you, you know, go. 45, I was like, eh, that's kind of know. a half milestone. I, I don't know. So, yeah, I think that's when you're officially over the hill is 45. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll do you one better. I brought home my newborn the, on my 50th birthday like last month, month and a half ago. So, yeah, we talked about it, but I was like, Jesus Christ. I think the last thing that I did for a birth, like a big birthday was my 40th, and the wife threw it. And if it wasn't for the wife putting it together, I, I wouldn't have given two shits. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for when – the kids old enough for you to say, yeah, you were born like I'm 50 years older than you and have that like make sense. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And, as our guys glaze over because <laughs> it doesn't quite. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cause like, uh, my dad is like almost exactly. He's like, I was born on the 10th and he was born on like the 25th of July. So he's like six, 30 years and six weeks older than me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so for like, a long time that just never clicked. And then one day I was like, Oh shit, you're cause I was trying to f- remember how old my dad was. And I was like, Oh, he's my age plus 30. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's funny. I'll tell you what, dude, I'm not looking forward to uh, you know, the old dad in the stands during like sports events and shit like that. Is that your grandpa? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> so yeah, I just gotta, yeah, I don't know. Wear it with pride. Right. What are you going to do? So good times, (laughs) all good times. Anyway, folks, um, welcome to Strange Uncles. Uh, This is our monthly 14 news episode. And holy shit, there's a lot going on. I mean, it's been a busy month. Oh, it has been crazy. And so I think last time, I guess some catch up, right? For the listeners a bit. Um, We had a couple episodes out there. We didn't miss a beat. We actually uh, had some stuff pre-recorded, but I ended up going to uh, Denver uh, actually last week or the week before, sorry. Um, and it was awesome. I, I just went, to, went there for a concert. Also, uh, saw a really good high school buddy of mine, Dan, shout out to you if you're listening. Um, I haven't seen him in like over 20 years. 
And, nice. you know, we went out, had some beers together. We went to the, the concert. He, he willingly went to the concert. I don't know if his, his, his whole, I don't know if it was his cup of tea. <laughs> it was like an old yeah. speed metal German band. The lead singer couldn't even stand up straight. But uh, it was cool. In that, we also, I met a fan out of nowhere that listens to the podcast and, and didn't know and um, found some cool boondocking places uh, to camp kind of on the way there. And, yeah, it was a cool trip. Uh, unfortunately, I had another friend of mine, Tracy, that I wanted to see. Uh, her and her hubby was a visiting family in Montana where we grew up. Um, didn't get didn't get a chance. Just didn't work it out. But we like passed each other on the freeway, which was weird going there. Like I'm <laughs> hey. texting her, and she's like, "What are you driving?" And I I showed her a pic. I go, "Yeah, I can. I kind of stand out because I I towed the teardrop." And she yeah. told me what she was driving. And the second she, I was like, "Oh, there you are!" And literally passed on ninety. <laughs> But we never had a chance to actually see one another. So, you know, just a That's bummer. That's funny, but also too bad. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. So, anyway, but we're back in the saddle. Um, again, happy Blade birthday to you. Um, the trip went well. I will to uh, Patreon listeners. I did have a chance because I didn't have a chance to meet Tracy. Uh, I took that time and I went to an old, it's Montana's oldest prison that was built back in the day. And uh, they shut it down, I, I want to say like 71. And it's weird because they just built a small town around it, like like you're downtown in this small town by a stoplight, and here's this giant prison to your left. It's the weirdest fucking thing. But there's it's a lot of history to it. There's some history that I have when I was a kid because I went there when I was a kid. Um, anyway, if you're a Patreon member, I'm going to put that together. Um, we're going to introduce that for you. Um, kind of a you know personal slash cool haunted thing. Uh, had a couple little jumps and scares while walking through it. Uh, brought the MF meter and all that stuff. And so um, yeah, if you're a Patreon member, you know, stand by for that. Um, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I think I'm caught up on my site. I, whoa, what's going on with you there, man? Oh, you know, living the dream, semi-retirement, just hanging out, you know, digging ditches for no reason, that right. kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. In the middle of like trying to finally get my house organized, my house is super small and we have like no storage. So, uh, both of these upstairs room, upstairs rooms that we use for offices, uh, kind of also got packed full of stuff over the years that we didn't really know what to do with. I hate that. Ugh. And yeah. So at the beginning of the summer, uh, Aubrey was organizing her space and getting it cleared out and made into like a usable, livable, cozy little office. Um, had to go buy a shed from Costco and put that up. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> I think I remember you telling me or bitching about that actually. <laughs> yeah, I, it, actually it was pretty fun, but um <laughs> Uh, some of the stuff ended up in my office space, which now is just packed full of like rubber made bins full of yeah. mostly my stuff that I need to go through and, yeah, yeah. you know, organize and clean out and, and put in the shed or get rid of. But it's just like, it sucks and, too, because you got to go through all that shit and then you forget what you had and what you didn't have. It's like, ah, oh. and I'm an idiot pack rat type person. And I like, I'll start going through stuff and get all nostalgic about like, a fucking movie ticket stuff from shit. 15 years ago or it's something like, like, Oh, I remember uh-huh. when I saw the first X-Men movie at, yeah. you know, like, you know, so I have like tons of stuff that's literally just garbage. Weird mementos. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, need to just throw it away. Yeah, we're starting a kitchen remodel, so I hear you. All the shit that was in the kitchen now is down in the laundry room in the basement, and I can't, uh, I can't get around anywhere. But oh, we, we got to do something. Is remodeling spaces that you, uh, 
use that you have like to a use. functional yeah it's a functional space yeah. and i'm like oh so you know you got to sweep it up and clean it and all that shit but anyway again you know 100 year old house what are you gonna do we're slowly yeah. just um you know slowly just bringing it together updating little by little but um yeah well cool man well i don't know um you want to jump into it you ready yeah i guess we can conclude this week's section of uh old guy talk <laughs> the old middle-aged white guy talk <laughs> so yeah anyway here we the, go the old man roundup <laughs> is now over let's move on to let's the move on. weird news roundup oh, jesus <laughs> Yeah, like I said, we got a lot of stuff. I get, Let me start out with this, man. I guess a question for you. Um, do you want to jump into the elephant in the room that's been going on, or do you want to wait on that? Yeah, let's let's get right to that, I think. You want That'd to? That'd be a good okay. place to start, because I think that's where we're going to probably spend most of our time today anyway. I think so, um, yeah. So, as most of you probably know, a few days ago, uh, the debrief broke news of a... Uh, former guy that was in uh, the UAP task force and worked with arrow that, uh, that uh, he he claimed basically that we have trying to think of the right way to say it. uh, He claimed that the U S government has uh, exotic relics. There there you uh, go. There's a word. There's a way to, yeah, there's a way to title it. Yeah. Basically, intact and crashed craft that are of a non-human origin and that it's uh been not been properly disclosed to congress like they've basically been hiding it they meaning like various branches of the government Mm -hmm. military and stuff have been hiding it in other like kind of regular uh top secret stuff so that it doesn't get noticed and doesn't have the proper oversight um which in and of itself that's pretty crazy right that's like oh shit all right um, this is different than form than other claims to that nature because well we'll get into why it's different but it's also the same because it's already become like super controversial oh, people yeah. are getting taking sides and like he's bullshit stuff most of it out of context yeah he's attacking his credibility yeah. or yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like you know he didn't he didn't he's not he doesn't really know like you know basically all the same shit that they did when uh the Nimitz videos and stuff when Lou Alzando well, hit the news. You yeah, know? not only that, but they did the same thing to A.V. Loeb. And, and, you know, it just never fails. It's just like, look, if you're going to go out in the branch, especially if you have any legitimacy behind you, um, that's a problem. And I, I think it's important, too, because you did mention non-human is a key word here. So every single article I've covered that's, look, it's non-human, reverse-engineered type thing. Um, yeah. I'll let you continue, but I do, if I forget about it, I do, if for some reason... Uh, any of you out there listening to it, this podcast today, because we recorded it today on a Sunday, we're going to drop it today um, at 9 Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, this gentleman and, and uh, Josh will, will continue here. David, uh, he will actually be on News Nation. Um, and it's on YouTube. It's live in four hours. And they're going to interview him. And it's one of the first, like, hey, actual interviews to put him in front of the camera. So we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. But yeah, 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 I'm interested in that. I mean, I think there that will also be probably during what could be the last game of the NBA finals. 
Oh, so, that's right. That's uh, a that's a really okay. tough thing to go up against ra- yeah, yeah, ratings yeah. wise. Not and on YouTube. So I don't know if, what the what the response to God, that's the fucking be, planners but. around this shit. Dude. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, so um, I'm going to read basically not the original article um, on the debrief about it because uh, it's really long. And no one wants to listen to me stumble through it. Um, <laughs> luckily, the debrief does uh, a thing that's like their, they, I think they call it their weekly intelligence briefing or something um, where they kind of summarize big stories that they've covered over the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, this is kind of the nuts and bolts of, of the story right here. So uh, bombshell claim craft of non-human origin. On Monday, the debrief published a story detailing a complaint filed with the intelligence community inspector general, which alleges that information has been illegally withheld from Congress about past acquisitions by the U.S. of exotic technologies believed to be of non-human origin. Uh, written by journalists Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Keen, whose names you should recognize oh, yep, if you're yep. listening to this trash. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> The co-authors of a series of articles uh, that have appeared in the New York Times since late 2017 dealing with the subject of unidentified anomalous uh, phenomena, UAP. Uh, The article published by The Debrief on Monday focuses on David Charles Grush, a former National Geospatial Intelligence Agency employee who claims to have knowledge of efforts to conceal information about these exotic technologies the U.S. possesses. Several officials that either still work in government or have done so in the past are also cited in the article, among them Carl E. Nell, an aerospace executive who recently retired as an Army colonel who is quoted in the article calling Grush beyond reproach. So that's kind of important, right? Especially with a lot of people saying like this dude's full of it or he doesn't know right, what he's right, talking right. about or you know out of yada, left yada, field yada. type shit yeah 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 this dude who was who just retired as a colonel and is now an ex- executive in the aerospace industry um you know high-ranking official basically said yeah this dude is trustworthy hmm. you know you can take what he's saying seriously yeah which is a um, cool huge feather in the cap for you know as far as making sure you know somebody's credible you know so they're, they're yeah that, i mean as much you know. as and then we get back to the whole like disclosure thing that we all, that right. you and I talk about a lot, right? Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the government you you think and know that the government's been lying to you forever. Wh- why would you believe anything they say now? Right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? exactly. Not and a very so good I track get, record, you know. I yeah, like, I get people. I get people to being like, oh, whatever. This dude's full of shit. Just strictly off that, but also it's like reassuring that this high ranking just because he was a colonel, I feel like I'm supposed to trust him and I, it works. Right. Right. Magic, <laughs> fucking magic, magic touch. It's like, Jesus. well, if a colonel said he's beyond reproach, the colonel must be beyond reproach. Right. It's like, why would uh, we believe any of this? But yeah. also I believe it. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, following the publication of Monday's article, an interview with Grush conducted by Australian investigative journalist Ross Colthart uh, was featured by News Nation, which is where mm-hmm. I believe you said yep. it's going to yep. be live in a few hours. Yep. Um, and the story has seen widespread follow-up coverage by outlets that include The Guardian, New York Magazine, Fox News, Vice, and others. News Even the Weather Channel, by the way. 
iconic yeah. talk about it. I'm like, wait a minute, fuck, it's I on love the it weather shit channel. makes the weather channel, do you? <laughs> I know, it was weird. I was talking to a guy in a brewery up the road that I go to, and, and he's into some weird shit. And he goes, so what, uh, I was watching the weather channel, I saw this. I go, you were watching what? And saw what? It's fucking odd. So, <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Okay, so anyway. Where was I? Needless to say, it's been an interesting week as Grush's story has added new dimensions to the debate over UAP and to what extent the U.S. government, as well as other governments around the world, might be withholding certain information about about it from the public. But we have what have we learned since the story was published and what does it tell us about the nature of the claims Grush and others have made, all of which are now the focus of formal intelligence community inspector general complaint so this is like i think where we're getting into the meat of it right of right, the like right how is it credible how is it different than other people that have come out in the past and been successfully whether real or not mm-hmm. maligned as people just being full of shit right well i mean and and let's let's paint the picture here right now aside from weird shit going on in the world especially this country there's a bunch of other shit going on in this country <laughs> as far as news goes yeah. and holy god you know knowing what is accurate and where accuracy of news is coming from is i mean you literally have to make it a full-time job i mean this is a yeah. new uh, ecosystem right so i i get the doubts to a certain point i will add i can't remember if you uh if you talked about this but uh this uh, david grush he was Actually, he's I'm a senior intelligence officer in the National Reconnaissance. So he worked in the office for uh, 14 years, which is a big chunk of yeah. Okay, chunk of chunk yep. of time. A- absolutely, yeah. especially considering he's only 36 years old. Right. right. So yeah. So he, his you know, whole... like almost half of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So uh, this is what we know about David Charles Grush. Uh, 36, formerly worked in the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which I did not know was a thing, hmm. but it. It is a combat support agency of the Department of Defense um, tasked with collection and analysis of geospatial intelligence, which sounds like a very fun job to me. Wow. Okay. Um, Grush also worked for a time with the National Reconnaissance Office, NRO, the intelligence agency in charge of the collection of U.S. satellite intelligence. Interesting. Uh, So more fundamental to the story that a debrief published on Monday, Grush also worked in his capacity with the NGA as the liaison to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, uh, the UAP investigative effort approved by then-Deputy Defense Secretary David L. Norquist in 2020, which served as the predecessor to the DOD's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO. Uh, Grush is no longer employed within the intelligence community, having left work within the U.S. government in April. Hmm. Um, So prior to breaking the story by Keene and Blumenthal on Monday, the debrief conducted its own investigations into Grush's background and employment in the government, speaking with one senior intelligence official who was familiar with both Grush and his past work with the UAPTF. The debrief was able to verify that Grush has been had been recruited by UATPF leadership following a recommendation that vouched for his experience in geospatial intelligence, as well as his reputation as an intelligence or as an excellent intelligence analyst. So basically he I mean, didn't ask to be the liaison with that program. Yeah, yeah. He was sought out. He, he was because asked because he's of his fucking experience. good at his job. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, so, in addition to verifying Grush's role in the UATPF's efforts, the senior intelligence official the debrief, the debrief spoke with also 
clarified that Carl Nell had been assigned to work alongside the UATPF by the Army. The official with whom the debrief communicated, who spoke only on background as they are not authorized to go on the record, uh, so also means anonymously, um, emphasized that neither Grush nor Nell had been selected for the work they did based on having displayed any prior interest in the subject of UAP. So that's another thing, right? Mm, yeah. That's Both un- sought out and assigned, you know, recruited whatever to, right. the, to this particular position because they're really good at what they do. Not because they're into right. UFOs, and obviously, In fact, yeah, probably agnostic if give a shit at all. It's skepticism foremost, and it's in reputation. It's uh, I mean, right there, key. They have a good reputation. I mean, it's not so. That's something to be said about that. So. Yeah. So, um, additional information about the debriefs and investigations and the vetting of Grush and others cited in Keen uh, and Blumenthal's articles are detailed in parts one, two, and three of a series of supplemental interviews published this week. That's on the debriefs website. If you guys all want to go to that. Mm. Um, so extra extraordinary, um, it's Sunday morning, <laughs> Sunday uh, morning, extra, <laughs> nailed it. Extraordinary claims. <laughs> What's the real story. So predictably the primary focus of the mainstream media since the publication of the story has been on the claims made by Grush and others in the article regarding purportedly non-human craft that has allegedly been acquired by the U.S. and other nations over the course of several decades. I believe they said going back like 90 years. Holy shit. Um, However, Grush also told the debrief and journalist Ross Colthart, uh, that he had not been shown these alleged acquisitions himself. He had only been provided information that convinced him of the reality of multiple agencies nesting UAP activities in conventional secret access programs without appropriate reporting to various oversight authorities. And this is important because this is where a lot of, uh, a lot of skeptics are, nitpicking his credibility right yep yep this is it because like he didn't actually see it which so so it's here i mean kind of makes sense you know what i mean he read the reports he didn't see well not only that any of the shit with his own eyes yeah and and, and we covered this fucking how many times over on this podcast on different topics and things the government is nothing but compartmentalization i mean come on you know so I, I, yeah, that, and, and you're absolutely right. Like I've been, you know, kind of looking at the Twitter feed a bit. They're fucking pulling this guy apart, you know, and it's just a shitty, shitty thing. Um, I will add to, and, and I'll let you finish real quick. Um, so Grosh is actually filing a whistleblower complaint, alleging that he suffered retaliation for disclosing the confidential information. Not, not sure if that was in your article, but that's interesting mm-hmm. too, because he's like, no, wait a minute. Fuck you guys. You know, and he's doing that pushback, which rightfully so. I mean, yeah, you know, so basically there are a bunch of legal mechanisms in place for whistleblowers mm-hmm. uh, for their protection and right. also for the general public's protection so that, um, whistleblowing can happen when various government entities are doing things that maybe they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically to allow people to safely say, Hey, something fucked up is happening. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, so speaking of skeptics, speaking with news nation, skeptic Mick West expressed doubts about the accuracy of Grush's claims while adding that it's possible he's believing what he's saying, but it's an incredible story that really needs some actual verification, which the actual verification is classified. So good I, luck yeah, right. What that. road is that going to, Jesus. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, hey, I know a guy that actually can declassify documents. Maybe just by thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. He just has to think about it. It's crazy. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, West and others who have expressed similar views are more than justified for being hesitant to accept the idea that exotic technologies of non-human origin have been acquired by U.S. officials. These claims, by their very nature, are indeed extraordinary, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On the other hand, if any conclusive proof were ever provided that could substantiate the details Grush is now saying he learned about during his time in government, to call it huge would be an understatement. It would arguably be the biggest story of all time as it would represent one of the greatest scientific discoveries ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, you think? Unfortunately, we aren't at that point yet. In fact, we're far from it. And so for the time being and the foreseeable future, Grush's assertions remain claims among the many similar assertions made over the decades about U.S. government cover-ups of information it possesses about unidentified flying objects. Uh, so what, if anything, makes this story any different from similar things we have uh, heard countless times already? And this is where we're getting into kind of what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, it's an official complaint and uh, there is an ensuing investigation. Uh, the critical element here has to do with the fact that Grush has filed a complaint with the intelligence community inspector general. Uh-huh. Unlike past claims involving non-human technologies and U.S. government has been accused of either possessing or at least having knowledge of in this instance, the claims have been made in the form of an official complaint. Uh, the result of the investigation into the complaint could go several ways. One of which includes crush being found guilty of making false statements for which there would also be potentially serious repercussions. Like he could do some jail time for that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If, on the other hand, the investigation determines that Grush is telling the truth, the implication could be that there is some truthful basis to the information that he has reportedly provided to Congress and the IC Inspector General. That, in essence, is the main crux of the story and sets it apart from similar past circumstances. The legal elements with respect to the claims and implications depending on the outcome of the IG's investigation. Uh, some commentators have treated the story as though it somehow offers final proof that non-human technology technologies are not only in our midst, but that they are also being kept hidden away by the U.S. government. Uh, the real truth, however, is that we simply aren't there yet, but depending on where the ensuing investigation may lead, it could still be that this may end up leading us towards gaining a broader understanding as well as a greater degree of uh, U.S. government transparency on one of the most controversial and hotly debated issues in modern history. Uh, So basically a lot of the controversy and sensationalism that's come from this has been Mm -hmm. due to uh, people just reading the headlines and not like actually reading the whole story. hundred percent. Yep. You know, or misunderstanding certain aspects of the whole story. Like I know there was a bunch of chatter about uh, like, what's his name? John Greenwald from the black vault was, uh, Oh, I caught that was, I, I don't think he, I don't think he was like, um, he wasn't necessarily disputing the claims, but he was pointing out that like, uh, Keen and Blumenthal didn't really mention anything about, um, about, uh, documentation of bodies that, uh, of alien bodies that I apparently Grush had, uh, spoken about with other journalists. Oh, I yeah. Think, See, I didn't hear that Australian guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like that, like people are nitpicking about that 
you know, um, things like that. And another thing that people are nit- nitpicking about is that uh, Compass Rose, which was the law firm that was representing him, uh, just basically issued a statement formally ending their association with him, which I saw that lots of people are freaking out about like they're, they're going to jump right on that platform thinking up, oh, no nope, fucking liar. They ditched him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically they're like, Oh, see even the law firms like no. And what's really going on is uh, as part of the whistleblower process and the, mm-hmm. and the legal functions there, he retained mm-hmm. their services. And this is what they specialize in is uh, protecting whistleblowers from retaliation. And now that the story's out and everything's done, basically, what he retained them for their job is done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. In their official statement, they just said, we never saw any of the, uh, like classified Mm -hmm. documents Mm -hmm. again, classified. Mm -hmm. They never saw any of the stuff that he was blowing the whistle on. Cause that's not what they were there for. Right. Uh, and they make that clear in their statement, which some people are taking to say that they're saying it's bullshit, which it's not. They're just saying we didn't read the papers. We were just there to make sure that this dude wasn't retaliated against for going through this totally legal process. We're just legal representation. Yep. And now that we've gone through the process, it's done. So he's no longer a client because he doesn't need us anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, they I mean. serve their purpose. That's what their job is. It's yeah. I, I uh, Yeah. It would basically be like your uh, defense attorney saying you're no longer a client once you're, trial is over right like obviously. that's a good yeah good way to put it right i hope you know, what I mean? you know right oh man i yeah. i don't know dude i'll tell you this is interesting and and i i kind of late in the game catching this um you know i know you know we had chat we got chats with john and some other things and i think you guys know more about i I'm, I'm curious where this is going to roll. I'm curious how, of course, you know, it's just like anything else you're going to have, you know, the naysayers and like, you know, us on our side, we're just baiting at the bit here trying to figure out, uh, it, God, if he's right, holy shit, where does it go from here? And and I think that's always my question. Where does it go from here? Where does the TikToks go from here? Where does all this other stuff? And I don't know, you know, uh, sadly to say, a lot of the shit gets washed out and buried. <laughs> You know, well, and honestly, like, hopefully, I think the realistically, the best outcome we're going to see from this is that they stop hiding UAP, UFO, they they finally decide stuff in like other, other secret and classified programs and documentations to make it hard to find so that like Congress can't see any of it. You know what I right. mean? Well, and he like, says that, that would too. be the best outcome because right. they're not going to like roll it out of the hangar that they keep it in and at Wright Patterson or fucking area yeah. 51 or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah, not yeah, yeah. going to roll it out and be like, yeah, you got us. Here it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. and even if they did, would you fucking believe them? Right. You know? Well, and I can't remember. I, I don't know if you covered this in there. There's a quote from uh Grush. It was talking about when he's talking about debrief, um, he had knowledge that UAP related information being withheld or concealed from Congress quote from, from David uh, to purposely and intentionally thwart legitimate congressional oversight of the UAP program, unquote. Um, that's something else he told uh, debrief. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, interesting, you know, I, I mean, we're a lot more further down the road than I thought we we're going to be four or five years ago with like Congress being involved in a congressional committee to study this stuff. But yet yeah. again, here, you know, here we are. So, well, and I mean, we've talked about this for a couple of years now of like, w- this is, I think what we think 
disclosure. Th- this is what it's like, going to look like. You know, right, right. Like, right. this is your big D disclosure. Yep. 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 It's not going to go anywhere. Government else. officials being it. like, hey, we've got some shit that is not being handled the way it's supposed to be handled. Right. By the way, it's UFOs. Right. You know? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> like, so there's that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, crazy, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Well, more to come. There's not going to be a big, you caught us. Everything that you ever thought was true is true. (laughs) Egg on our face. Yeah, no, I I don't picture that whatsoever. And, you know, and again, you know, I said, I I think I remember saying during the whole time that they put that congressional committee together and they were talking about that, everybody got all excited, you know, us weirdos. Um, It was in the middle of a fucking pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. You know, what a better time to, you know, throw information like that out, right? It's a coconut game, you know, but... Anyway, I don't know, man. Interesting. Well, we'll keep you guys in the loop with that. Um, I don't have anything else, man. You covered a lot of, of what that was. Interesting. We'll see where it goes. We'll I'll see what um, the News Nation today, uh, and we'll just uh, hopefully he sticks to his guns on this, you know, and we can we can go from there. But yeah, I mean, hopefully the uh, ICIG investigation is fruitful and not the findings aren't like completely classified and you know shuttered away and all that kind of stuff, you know exactly I mean? exactly so we'll keep you listeners in the know with that uh, that's the recent thing um i do want to piggyback there was another weird thing that happened and and i do want to start this with saying weird because this is odd <laughs> and this was in different news articles we found out uh and this happened what was it? this was last week right um i'm pulling it from the los angeles times now but this occurred, speaking of alien and all this other shit, uh, they're 100% not human. Las Vegas police investigate reports of extraterrestrial sightings. And again, this is from the Los Angeles Times. It's I know Paris Hilton reported on a bunch of other people reported on it. Um, but <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, big shiny eyes, towering nearly 10 feet tall, 100% not human aliens. That's a 911 call that came in dispatchers last month from a Las Vegas area resident reporting extraterrestrial life in his backyard just about an hour after local police witnessed an object falling from the sky. Uh, The paranormal investigation by police did not turn up any answers. Well, fucking duh, right? Uh, Here's a quote on the whole thing. On May 1st, 2023, at approximately 1229 a.m., LVMPD dispatch received a call about a suspicious situation. The Las Vegas Police Department sent an email statement. Officer conducted a preliminary investigation and closed the event as unfounded. Uh, So the stats on this supposedly at around 11.50 p.m., uh, April 30th, body cam camera footage from an officer. And again, this sounds old, but this just now is starting to kind of regurgitate and coming out in the news. Yeah. Um, well, this happened real recently, right? Like yeah, last week. Well, the news report broke last week, but this actually, so it's talking about uh, May 1st. So, oh. yeah, so it, it's been a bit, but I think it just between everything else. And I think what you just covered, I, this is kind of finding its way to the surface. Right. Um, yeah. But, but nonetheless, very interesting. Um, about 40 minutes later, a local resident placed a 911 call to report that something 100% not human, unquote was staring at him from his backyard shortly after he and his family saw an object fall from the sky. And there's some quotes here. Uh, here's quote. This is a dispatch call. There's an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside us, and it has big eyes, and it's looking at us, and it's still there. The caller who said that he and his family had seen something fall from the sky. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually, we're terrified, the caller said. Uh, local TV channel 8 News now first reported the story and obtained the video and audio from that weird evening, which I've seen the audio. You don't see anything in the audio. It's mainly just the police dispatches going back and forth. Yeah. Um, quote, so there's two people, 
There's two subjects in your backyard, the dispatcher asked. Correct. And they, they're very large, the caller said. They're like 8 foot, 9 feet, 10 foot. They look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes like, I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes and they're human. They're 100% not human. Uh, the two officers responded to the caller's home. Uh, and then the caller continued, uh, I'm so nervous right now. One of the responding officers said, oh, I'm sorry, that was officer said, while well, in route to the house, I have butterflies, bro. <laughs> he continued to say the people. So I was shooting star. Um, and then they interviewed him on their front lawn. And that's what the YouTube video is. Officers asked, what do you see? Uh, the caller says, it's like a big creature, one witness said, adding it was around 10 feet tall. The officer tells him about the incident his colleague saw just before the call came in. Quote, I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, the officer said. So that's why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? The man in a robe said some of his family members saw, quote, a big something with light plummet from above. Please continue to investigate that evening, asking neighbors if they too had witnessed any unusual objects fall. Um, KLAS reported the investigation lasted for several days. Uh, so, you know, and again, caveat to this. Uh, the Department of Defense is tracking more than 800 cases of unidentified aerial phenomena, often called UFOs in the past 27 years. Um, here's another one. Uh, again, just, uh, boy, they're pretty adamant that there's something in their backyard. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, they definitely saw something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't uh, think they're making uh, shit up, you know. Yeah, I saw it, an Instagram post um, about it. And of course, in the comments, people were like adjusting their glasses and being like, "Well, actually, <laughs> uh, always go figure." You see, Jesus. you see how the thing coming down from the sky has like green the green fire around it because it's a magnesium meteor, um, which is sounds like something I would say, um, except for I would <laughs> totally. not know that. But <laughs> <laughs> right, but uh, uh, so I like that was the first thing I saw, and I was like, "Oh, boring," and then like swiped to the next slide and it was like the grainy like close-up videos from like the body cam or whatever yeah yeah. and and i was like oh okay they did see some shit like well and here's the thing there's a there's a bunch of so i caught a bunch of articles and twitter comments um about things that were saw in that like that two-day time frame all over vegas and even some all the way out by perump so there are a bunch of reports say there's light in the sky and again yeah, media or whatever it could be whatever it is, but you know, it's just always funny when you you know you hear stuff like this, and even the cops saying uh, he's got a partner that said this over here, and that's why he's I I don't know. There's a lot of little um, real life things happening in this in this yeah, story. Like I, I think they definitely saw something. Yeah. Um, to what but... nature? Maybe it's a coincidence between one thing and another. Very well, maybe. So we'll follow that article too. You know, we'll see what, where it lies and where it goes. But uh, interesting. You know, I thought there, these recent last like year or so, dude, there's been a lot of sightings in and around Las Vegas for whatever. I, I, maybe it's just me because I'm, I'm catching them and I'm, I'm subconsciously flagging them a bit, I guess. But I don't know. It just seems like there's been a lot of things being sighted near that area. Um, I don't know. You know, more to come. So yeah, crazy. But, um, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back with more weird news for you guys. Stand by. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. 
Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, and we're back. Um, welcome to our 14 News episode. Um, man, I don't know. We've covered the gamut as far as uh, disclosure, aliens in backyards. Where, where do we where do, where do we go from here, man? <laughs> uh, I did just want to uh, talk about one more that I saw over the last couple days. Um, and uh, it was basically someone posting a bunch of clips of an object over Roswell, New Mexico of all places. Um, and normally I would brush this stuff off as like, it's probably Photoshop or like misidentified something or other, but apparently they put together footage that a bunch of different people shot from different angles, different phones. Hmm. Uh, and um, it's really weird. It looks like kind of an, a cylinder floating upright with like a light in the middle. I zoomed in on it. And uh, when you zoom in on it, um, it almost looks like the light might just be a reflection. Like I did see somewhere in like some comments, someone saying like, Oh, it's a, it's just a thing that they use for like refueling or something over an air base, like basically a balloon, Yeah, which it does. It does kind of, when you zoom in on it, look like just a big reflecty silvery thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it could be a balloon. Um, But, I don't know, man. It's really weird looking and it's really cool that they it they're different angles, you know, obviously even if it was the same person, they went around to different places and uh could see it from different areas. Um it's really it's really interesting. Hmm. Um by Roswell, huh? Yeah, see that's yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah, it's really weird looking. Huh. Um, but this being an audio Things medium. Yeah, probably won't. Yeah. Uh, probably won't go the same. <laughs> but noted, though, that's funny. Yeah, if I remember, yeah. I'll uh, if I can figure out how I'll repost it on the Instagrams or something. I'll share okay. it to the Strange Uncle's story Absolutely. or something. Absolutely. Well, I got a lighthearted one here. Uh, this is actually from June sixth. Um, it's by John Brown. Scantily clad witches caught munching on deer carcass in bizarre security cam footage. Did you catch the shit? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought this was kind of fun, yeah, because yeah, we haven't talked about witches for a while. So, you know, here you are. Uh, a nurse and nature lover in Canada reportedly captured footage of what she said appeared to be two witches holding a carcass-eating ritual. How she knows this ritual, fuck, whatever. Anyway, with the camera she set up near her home. Uh, quote, I don't know what the heck was up with that. <laughs> Green Stanhope, 36 of Powell River, British Columbia, told Kennedy News. Uh, it really freaked us out. It's not something you see every day. So the story here, after coming across a deer carcass in a garden on her property, Stanhope explained that she set up the camera to surveil any animals that might take interest in the dead deer. Uh, quote, me and my grandpa put up a trail camera to see if we could see animals, and we got a bobcat on camera, which was pretty cool, she said, but added that her 76-year-old grandfather, Bob, uh, was horrified when he checked the footage and saw what appeared to be scantily clad women chomping down on the carcass at night. Uh, and this is from good old Grandpa Bob. Uh, quote, I came the next day and Grandpa said he got naked people on the camera. 
And I said, no, you didn't. Bullshit. So he showed me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's from her. Um, but <laughs> I guess her grandpa, looking at this this footage, um, Stanhope noted to the outlet that the carcass chompers, oh, Jesus, you could have said something else there, people. <laughs> anyway, uh, emerged about 10 minutes after sunset looking disheveled and like they were wearing wigs. Uh, you can't really tell from the photos, but the hoof was brought up right up to her mouth, she said. I don't know if she was kissing it, smelling, or eating it, but to touch a decaying carcass like that makes me feel sick. The amount of bacteria that must have been going on there. Uh, maybe they were paying their respects, but they were naked, she added. Stan Hope noted that she was creeped out because the incident took place just a two-minute walk from her house, and she feared for the safety of her horses. I was concerned about messing them, um, them messing with my horses at night. She said the horses already get spooked uh, and unnerved around that area. I thought they imagined stuff at first, so I don't think anything. I didn't think anything of it, but I believe them now. Um, so yeah, they're digging into this whole thing, but basically, uh, evidently, they're still clocking it up that um, it's just witches that decided to run amok. I guess so. There's that. Always fun stuff in good old British Columbia. Boy, I got to visit one of these days. So, yeah, I, I would like to go to British Columbia. That's fucking weird, dude. It is weird. So I, so I got to cut. That reminds me of a quick story. I, I can't remember if I said if I told it on the podcast. It was it was years ago. So I'll, I'll tell it again. But when the wife and I first got together, um, like the first few months, whatever, we decided we're going to go meet uh, her mom and dad. And we only live like a couple hours away from where they're at. Her dad was out fishing. So we grabbed the camper and we went to where he was fishing, caught a couple fish, da-da-da. Um, went back to their house, had a barbecue. And then it was it was late night. The storm was rolling in and uh, like wind was blowing. And again, it's like a two, two and a half hour drive. So we decided to get on the road. It's like nine o'clock. And maybe it was because of the night, maybe, but she saw the exact same thing. We took this side road because they had this other road on a construction. And it was this uh, rough I calling it paved would be an understatement because it really wasn't. I don't think if it was paved. It was paved pretty poorly. Anyway, it was a cut, a shortcut that was going to link basically two main highways together. And wind was blowing, rain was blowing, and I'm looking over, and there's this huge bonfire in the back of this field with these people surrounding in black robes, like they were hands up in the air. Huge bonfire. I I went to roll down the window because I wanted to listen to see if I could hear anything. And the wife yelled at me because she didn't want to have anything to do with it. But <laughs> there was like a large group of like robe black cladded people around a fire in the middle of no, not even a house. There wasn't even a house there. Like it was just in the middle of this field. I, I don't know. Maybe it could have been the weather caught up with us, but she said the same thing. And she's, of course, she was like, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. So weird shit like this happens, you know, especially yeah. in world. But this is, uh, I don't know, you know, interesting. So. Yeah, that is weird. Anyway. What do you got, um, man? Let's see. I've got something. For, God damn it. Push the button one too many times. Uh, this is from Phantoms and Monsters. Uh, oh, Lauren Strickland. Oh, yeah. Um, so, crawler humanoid encountered encountered while jackrabbit hunting in western Idaho. Um, let's see. So, a group of friends and family were hunting jackrabbits in western Idaho at night when they spotted a tall, lanky humanoid figure after hearing blood curdling screams. This incident occurred in western Idaho. Uh, this account comes from a very close family friend of my grandpa. His name is Neil. This is the kind of person that wouldn't lie about something like this. And I honestly believe this story. This story was told while I was on a hunting trip 
with my grandpa, father, a few other, a few of my uncles, Neil, and one or two other people. I know exactly how the conversation led to, or sorry, I don't know how exactly how the conversation led to talking about strange and unknown things seen in the wild, but here we were. Uh, this was just a few years ago, so forgive me if I've forgotten some details. This, by the way, is a first-person account. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was just saying, kind of figured. <laughs> um, so a few years back, he described it to be about the early 1990s. Um, and one of my fr- uh, this is Neil's story. Sorry. A few years back in about the early 1990s and one of my friends had gotten permission to go and hunt jackrabbits on another one of my friend's properties out in a very remote part of Western Idaho. I can't remember exactly where, but they had come an hour or two from the wiser area in, uh, the property was out in the middle of the desert, quite far from any small town or city. We entered on the North side of the property over a cattle guard and through a gate, The property was kind of in a valley that was divided into a very large flat plain, mostly on one half. And then on the other was a very large hill that spanned the length of the private land. It had an elevation of probably 200 to 300 feet, give or take. Um, That night, we had been working in the flatter part of the land with the spotlight on my truck and flashlights in hand shooting the rabbits. Uh, It was clear, a clear night and the moon was probably three quarters full. So it was relatively easy to see some elements of the property by the moonlight. We started a little after dusk and by this time it was about midnight and we were about two thirds down the length of the property when we heard this unhuman blood curdling scream one come from the eastern side of uh, where the hill ran. I looked at my friend and we both froze. We were all or we were at the truck using the spotlight looking for rabbits when it happened. We were probably 200 to 300 yards from the base of the hill. So the top of the hill was probably another hundred yards or so from the base of the top. It's very, very detailed, (laughs) very, very great measurements. Um, As I, as I started to scan the hillside with my scope, the creature screamed again. I then followed the sound and saw a tall, lanky humanoid figure standing with the upper half of its body silhouetted against the sky at the top of the hill. I had fired a shot toward it from uh, my 22, knowing it wouldn't make it to the creature, but I wanted to try and get it to move up and over the hill so I could get a better look at it. But instead, this thing started to move down the hill towards us. Uh, right after that happened, we booked it to the closest side of the property, found a gate, shot the lock off, and drove away from shot there as fast the as lock we could. Off. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> wild west here. Oh, yeah. Uh, to this day, I still don't know what I saw, but it scared the daylights out of me. Uh, so there's Neil's story uh, to the best of the poster's <laughs> recu- re- recollection. So so what does um, he say this? Skinwalker? Or did Skinwalker, Wendigo. Wendigo, maybe. Open huh? to suggestions. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe it's the shy guy huh. from, you know, SPC. I don't know. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, there's been several, but, you know, I'll tell you what. Um, Lon, yeah, he's got... I, patience, I guess, because some of the shit that the people write in that I catch, I'm like, oh my god, did he respond to these kooks? Because it's insane. But uh, oh, interesting, interesting. That's cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. You wanna you wanna learn something? You wanna actually uh, have some science behind something? Edutainment? Yeah. Yeah, you know, being that we're not all about weirdness all the time, but just uh, cool facts fascinate us, so we like it. So uh, this is June 5th. Uh, this is actually from the CNN newsroom. 
Mysterious species buried their dead and carved symbols a hundred thousand years before humans. Did you cover? Did oh, you come across this? Yeah, I think I did. This is interesting. So, and there's more to come on this, and I think it just fascinates us both that when our our history has to has to reset itself by like ten thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand years because of a discovery. Um, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, researchers have uncovered evidence that members of a mysterious archaic human species buried their dead and carved symbols on cave walls long before the earliest evidence of burials by modern humans. The brains belonging to the mystique species known as Homo naledi uh, were around one third of the size of a modern human brain. The revelations could change the understanding of human evolution because until now, such behaviors only have been associated with their larger brain Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Uh, the findings are detailed in three studies that have been accepted for publication in the journal eLife, and preprints of the papers are available in Bio uh, Bio R X I V. Don't know how to say that. Um, I might look that up. B I O R X I V. Emily, so you can go there to look all the papers if you're, you know, if you don't have anything else to do. Um, fossils belonging to Homo naledi were first discovered in the Rising Star Cave System in South Africa during excavations in 2013. The cave system is part of South Africa's Cradle of Humankind, uh, its World Heritage Site, which most of us should know that, um, and remains that are helping to unlock the story of human evolution. So a paleoscientist and National Geographic Explorer, Explorer in Residence, Dr. Lee Berger, and his team of underground astronauts, quote-unquote, kind of cool, kind of cool thing, um, have continued their work in the extensive dangerous caves to better understand the extinct hominins and, or ancient human ancestors. Now... The research team has discovered the remains of Homo naledi, adults and children that were laid to rest in the fetal position with, within cave depressions and covered with soil. The barriers are older than any known Homo sapiens burials by at least 100,000 years. Uh, during the work to identify the cave burials, the scientists also found a number of symbols engraved on the cave walls, which are estimated to be between 241,000 and 335,000 years old, but they want to continue to test uh, just to, to make sure of this. There's a quote here real quick. Uh, These recent findings suggest intentional burials, the use of symbols, and meaning-making activities by Homo naledi. Uh, it seems an inevitable conclusion that in combination they indicate that this small brain species of ancient human relatives were performing complex practices related to death, said Berger, a lead author that we talked about on the two studies. That would mean not only are humans not unique in the development of symbolic practices, but may not even have invented such behaviors. Ah, oh, boo. We're losers. We can't even take that. <laughs> God. Um, and just in reference to wrap up real quick, uh, this whole cave system, they're finding these things are, I think the rising star cave system, um, they mapped out 2.5 miles uh, so far, which have vertical depth of 328 feet and expand more than 656 feet in length, um, said the studies. Uh, the cave system includes deadly steep drops and tiny passageways like Superman's crawl, a tunnel measuring 131 feet long and 9.8 inches across, requiring researchers to belly crawl their way through. Um, and one of the doctors, Dr. Canoli Malapena, um, she had, had to lose 55 pounds in order to get through some of these chambers on purpose. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, quote, it was the most awful and wonderful experience of my life. He said, <laughs> almost died coming out of there, but it was obviously worth it to make some of these discoveries. But I think an important part of that, though, is that the journey would not be nearly as difficult, I think, for the Homo naledi. 
So, yeah. Yeah, because they're smaller, right? That's, yeah, exactly. Smaller statute. Um, More to come on this thing, but again, fascinating. We just reset, I mean, tentatively, until they they find out the facts and figures here, by another 100,000 years in our evolution time frame. It's just... Uh, stuff like that just baffles me, man. One of one of the like old timey before I started really digging into things when the extent of like what I knew about stuff came from watching like shit on the history channel, right? Right, right. Um, one of my like conspiratorial viewpoints that hasn't really changed at all over the ensuing years is that I think human civilization civilization goes back way farther than we think it does. Agreed. And I think there have been several like catastrophic events that have kind of been a, a big reset yep. civilization wise. W- you know? Wipe the slate clean and then start over again. And things yeah. we, we have not seen. We have not found that slate clean yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I think agreed. we'll I think we'll always find stuff that's like, oh, you know, add ten thousand years, add right. whatever. Right. You know, and I wouldn't be all that shocked if we found out that like some of these um, pre- predecessing civilizations were more technologically advanced than we are, but in a different way. Right. Right. Maybe, and what I'm leaning something so I, that would even seem alien to us probably. You yes. Know? And, and I'll add to that. So I, I agree with you. That's one of the synopsis I have too. And I think when we think about technology, more technology towards nature and working with nature than against nature, yeah. like what we do now, um, I think there's things like that. I think we were a lot more in tune in whatever deviation you want to talk about, you know, as far as history goes, a lot more in tune with Earth than we ever will be again. I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're down a road. We It's basically going to kill this little lineage um, pretty quick and wipe the Yeah, well, clean. and I mean, if you think right. about it, like what's going on with climate change right now, right? Yeah. Like we're yeah. we're teetering on the edge of civilization as we know it. Yeah, Hundred percent having some serious setbacks. Yeah, and if you think about it, we're at the point civilization-wise now where like only people who do shit for a living know how to build things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago, when people were mostly farmers. Everybody knew how to kind of do a little bit of everything because you went and you found your you, piece of land and you built your house. You had and you to. Built, you had to survive. You know. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So. And now, like, dude, I couldn't build a house. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Not one that would last more than a month. <laughs> Not one that wouldn't <laughs> right, fall right. over in a stiff breeze. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and and but that's true of not just like buildings, but of technology. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. I can put a computer together, but I couldn't build the parts that go into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's sad too. You know, we look at that, you know, technology, even today, you know, like this work from home model, zoom, all this stuff, you don't have to be around your team. Your team can be halfway across the country, even the world at different times, you know, I mean, but we're losing track of the things that keep us alive as a species. That's the problem. And, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't see a good outcome if we continue down this road and then, you know, sprinkle in AI now. Holy shit, you know, so I did download, by the way, side note, uh, that chat GPT because you were playing around with it. I haven't had a chance yeah. to play around with it yet, but um, it just, it's like, as, as fascinating as it is, it's scary at the same time. It's like, wait a minute, we're losing track. We're, we're losing that connection. You know, that's not. Well, and especially the way people are wanting to use it, like the AI gets to, to fucking cheat. make art while we dig ditches. That's not how that shit's supposed to work. <laughs> right, exactly. Kind of reverse. You know, the AI is supposed to like. Yep do the shit work so we can yep. focus 
it's more on you know creativity and yeah you know like yeah. that's how automation at least from an anarchist perspective is supposed to work yeah. is no i get you, that yeah you yeah. automate the shit that sucks to do so that we can spend less time doing it you know right. um and you you know resources are pooled more and so like yeah everybody mm-hmm. has to do something at yeah. some point that's yeah. basically work but it's not like that's how you live you know right. what i mean it's right. just the community making sure the community has what it needs yeah um anyway can't have that because the way capitalism works is like automate for increased productivity to get rid of jobs but like your life is tied to your job so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway. Not a, yeah let's not talk about that that's my that's a that's a pain point for me currently <laughs> we talked yeah. earlier before the before we recorded but uh yeah it's fascinating and you know you talk about that theory and i yeah I, I i agree with you i think look we we there's been multiple things going on here that's been wiped clean and come back up again and then the other side of it too you know there's theories postulating that we you know, uh, we talked about it at the very beginning of this podcast. Non-human aliens, call them what you will. They played around with our biology way long ago. We were kind of experiments. These different uh, homo uh, lineages are different experiments. I, I mean, I was talking about the other day, and he was so into it. Like, he had details and this and that, and they did this and they did this. Like, he had a whole <laughs> snapshot. And But at the same time, is you know, we laugh about it, but is it completely off the table? Ah. Uh, Nah, nah. I mean, know. you know, like I keep articles keep popping up when I'm just like scrolling through various things about the great uh, barrier hypothesis mm-hmm. is like one of the answers to the Fermi paradox. Right. 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 Like uh, which for those of you who aren't familiar, basically uh, there's something called the Drake equation that uses a little bit questionable math. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're dealing with like galaxy scale things sometimes the math gets a little like sure. weird yep. uh but basically saying just based off of the number of stars in the galaxy uh it would be wildly insane to assume that earth is the only planet with an advanced civilization right. not right. only wildly insane but it would be very self-centered arrogant. and selfish and arrogant yes yeah 100 um but then fermi was another uh physicist around the same time that was like well okay but if that's true then where is everybody mm-hmm. you know because no no signs of of intelligent life that the government isn't hiding anyway <laughs> um but see so, we come back around folks we always come back around <laughs> yeah so like the some of the answers to that are like okay one of them that's kind of along that kind of fits in with the with the great barrier hypothesis is uh is the zoo hypothesis kind of like what you were talking about mm-hmm. is like they, we are a lab yeah. for other we're, we're mice extraterrestrial, in a, in a more advanced yep. Yep. Uh, civilizations. And we don't see them or know about them because we are intentionally sectioned off from everybody. Right. Um, which is interesting. Um, the great barrier philosophy is just basically there's like a, a barrier to star travel. Right. Um, and to like certain levels of advance, which, which kind of fits in with what we were just talking about, about uh, civilization probably going back way farther than, than we thought it did. Yep. Um, or than mainstream archaeology says it does. Um, and that being uh, that. So one of, one of the aspects of the great barrier uh hypothesis is that um as you get close to being advanced enough to uh 
to be able to travel to interstellarly, mm-hmm. uh, you also, along with that comes the ability to destroy yourself. Right. Um, right. And so that's like one of the hypotheses is that, uh, one of the great barriers that other, the reason why we don't see signals from other star systems and stuff is that they got to that point and killed themselves off. Right. Um, another one is that, uh, we haven't passed the barrier yet and we're going to kill ourselves off, which you know what? The, um, the, the jury's not out on that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and another one is like, is star travel even possible? Because, you know, like when you're traveling at the speeds that we could even attain now mm. and say you launched a generation ship or a sleeper ship or something that's going to take, you know, at our fastest speeds, you know, a thousand years. I I, I want to say I think that the closest system we could get to with our current known level of technology is at least a hundred years. That's what I thought. Like a hundred, hundred twenty, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, and and I don't remember if that's like what we could actually attain, or if there if if it's that many light years, which would mean we're nowhere near that close. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, uh. But even if we say it's like you know a hundred and twenty years, that's that would need a generation ship right like because mm-hmm. we don't have absolutely uh the technology to have a sleeper ship right now so like even if you launched a ship where you know you were the people that in- initially launched from here are not going to see the end destination it's going to be their grandkids that land on alpha centauri b or whatever yeah right? absolutely and look at look at technology um, i mean look at how much we move the industrial revolution in a hundred year time frame could you imagine what it looks like in another hundred years i mean my yeah. god you know but uh so say that even even at that really super basic level of travel, it's inherently dangerous because when you're traveling that fast, like you hit a fucking piece of dust that's the size of a grain of sand, it might rip your fucking ship apart, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So so that's another part of the Great Barrier Theory is that it's uh, is that interstellar travel in and of itself is is impossible. Yeah. Right. And, and it very well um, may be. I mean, I, I think, you know, we we talked about like quantum on this podcast and things like that. And they're still doing quantum experiments. And, and I don't know, you know, maybe that might be some of this key to what we're explaining. Like quantum changes physical reality to a certain point. We don't know why, you know, and it's just it's just fascinating, you know. So, yeah, we're not as smart as we think we are. No, no, we're not, not by not by. I'm not 100 billion percent. As smart as yeah. We think we and are, and, and a, a big thing of like the fermi paradox that i think some people miss is uh you're assuming that uh, we're not the civilization that's farthest along the line of progression right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like there's there's another aspect of like maybe we're not getting signals from other star systems because they're they haven't they're still in the dark ages right? right right um they're not or they're smart. The flip side of that is the dark forest theory where they're smart enough to know that it's a dangerous place. So they're not like just blasting fucking reruns of days of our lives out into Jesus space. You know Christ what I mean? So um, or, or leaving things abandoned on moon and fucking yeah, shit like, like they that know it's dangerous. A, so they're staying quiet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More to that. I, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Fascinating. I mean, it's just fascinating with that. I love talking about it. To be honest with you. Um, I don't know. You know, God knows. God knows where he came from. You know, I, and I got to say, it's a lot funner. It, it's a lot more fun to believe in that than it would just the good old boring evolution. You know, I'd much rather believe that we're an experiment in a maze that, that have the evolution standard. But eh, yeah, whatever, well, I mean, you know? even even the biblical stuff, like I, it doesn't make sense scientifically, but also at, at all. I mean, the Bible only goes back 6,000 years. You know. 
supposedly. Yeah. So, well, mm, it, you know, yeah, it, it's, it gets weird too, because like, if you take it literally some before the flood, people had incredibly long lifespans and, you know, right, that kind right. of shit. Like, wasn't know? Moses like, supposed to be 200 some like, odd years old or something like that? Oh, like 900. Oh, is that and what it like, is? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think he was like, dude, I don't remember for sure. So forgive me if I'm wrong, but I want to say he was like a few hundred years old when he built the ark. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I remember like, hearing something like that, like ways to read about it, but uh, anyway, it, it is what it is, but yeah. I mean, um, last time I read the Bible, I was like <laughs> fucking 10. So. No, I think I was like 20 in the Navy, but uh, anyway, oh man, all awesome. So what else you got? You got anything else on your side? I mean, we're uh, a little over an hour that here. That is my so. selection for this week. I am dry. All right. I'm going to cap you guys off with one more fun thing. I'm not going to go into detail, but it's nothing weird. It's just hilarious. So I wanted to cover this, and we'll wrap it up. Um, this actually is from futurism.com. Scientists ponder when our ancestors first started cranking the hog. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe they should have. They could have named that a little bit different. But anyway, uh, thanks to science, we may now have a good idea of when our ancestors first started pleasuring themselves, and it could help answer why they would develop such a practice. When on its face, it seems to provide no evolutionary benefit whatsoever. Which is probably right around there. Here's a quote. Uh, what we can say is this behavior was present around fully forty million years ago. Speaking of time. Uh, in the common ancestor of all monkeys and apes, uh, study lead author Matilda Brindle, an evolutionary biologist at the University College London, told The Guardian. It's not that some species woke up one day and started doing it, she added. This is an ancient evolved trait. Well, of course it is. I mean, I got mine down pat, I think. But yeah, so they go Practice into like, perfect. right, exactly. So they go into, again, not details. They go into um, studying uh, primates. Uh, they're the first ones to do it. Um, the last thing I think this is actually very funny. Uh, they talk about females, mainly they're focusing on males, obviously. Right. However, why females also masturbate remains even more mysterious, largely because primate studies have neglected them. But overall, Brendel says that, uh, yeah, isn't that strange? Brendel says that all this is surprisingly uncharted territory. Quote, this is such a common behavior across animal kingdom. I find it absolutely baffling. That nobody has researched it before, Brindle said, adding that it's perfectly natural behavior. Yeah, I tell that to my wife. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> um, and that's I think that's all we got for the week. A uh, couple things. So Patreon members, again, stand by for some things. We've got some really, really cool issue oddities coming down the pike about uh, just some small little – and again – for those of you who may not have heard the SU oddities, do have a few. We did put a few in the regular feed, um, some old ones. I'm checking them out. They're fun. You know, again, they're four to six yeah. minutes of just, uh, you know, weird facts and stuff like that and some fun stuff. Uh, but the patrons get the bulk of it and then stand by for the Deer Lodge tour in the Montana State Prison. Fascinating history. They even actually had a picture of a guy that they had, the first guy they hung, um, and they just snapped a picture, and it's on the little thing of him. With a bag over his head, just hanging like it's it's crazy. Maybe it's just Montana. That's why. I don't know. Anyway, um, cool things to come. But uh, what do you got on your side, man? Anything? Uh, oh, not much. Um, if you're into weird sci-fi stuff, um, there's a fun show that just started on Apple TV Plus called The Silo, which is pretty good. Is that good? I was going to check that out. Yeah, okay. I, I thought it looked pretty dumb, and then I started watching it, and it's pretty good. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done, really well produced. It's like, uh, I guess it's based off of a novel. Um, oh, gotcha. 
or a series of books. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, like 10,000 people live in this silo underground after the world has ended. And, um, the mystery ensues as to like, you know, some, there's some, like, is the government of the silo hiding things? Like maybe it's okay to go outside now. Cause they've been in there for a couple hundred years. Oh, and interesting. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's really good. It's got a really great cast. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is like the main character. She's, uh, she was in Dune. Um, mm-hmm. She was the lady Jessica in Dune. Um, oh, but gotcha. David O'Yellowell's own in it for a minute. Um, Rashida Jones, uh, Tim Robbins is oh, one no of shit. the main characters. Like yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Uh, recommended uh, Will Patton's in a few episodes. Yeah. Okay, like, cool. That's a cool recommendation. I was going to say, I was talking to you guys a couple nights ago. I finally sat down and, and now uh, Peacock has a uh, Renfield out on uh, for free streaming. And um, it is delightfully fun. I will say that Nicholas oh, Cage cool. plays that role to a T and the guy that, that actually is acting as Renfield. Um, just really good. It's funny. Uh, really gory. Don't watch it with your, uh, you know, if somebody's under 12, because it is pretty, uh, there's a couple scenes. I, I flinched a bit, but um, it was a really fun show. Really, really fun to watch. So check it out. Um, other than that, I think that's all we got other than find us everywhere. We're on all social platforms. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, everywhere else, Facebook. Uh, we did actually have a few new subscribers to Facebook, uh, to YouTube. Sorry, not Facebook. Um, oh, so right. thank you for that. Yeah. I had a couple comments. They really enjoyed the ancient serial killers, uh, show. Thought that was really cool because of just a different spin on it. And thank you. Yeah, so appreciate that. Uh, more to yeah. come. I don't know. I think that's all we got, man. That's news. And then uh, we got a couple original write-ups. We'll be here weekly, or at least that's the cadence we're going to try to keep. Uh, and hope everybody's doing good. And um, close the gates.